With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody, and how's it going? I'm Alex Goldstick, and you are listening to the Spring Forward Podcast. On today's episode, we have an interview with Nate Harris. He's a junior college product who has one of the more untraditional routes to the Spring League than most other players in it. The Spring League in Austin, Texas, officially begins today when quarterbacks and receivers check in. The rest of the players will check in on Thursday. They'll have over a week of practice before the first set of games on Saturday, April 7th at Kelly Reeves Athletic Complex. Though the Spring League announced a partnership with Turner a couple of months ago regarding a streaming platform for the league, the platform wasn't revealed until Tuesday in New York City. That platform is now officially branded as BR Live, with the BR standing for Bleacher Report, which is a Turner property. The Spring League games on April 7th will be the first live event streamed on the new platform, which will also feature content from the NBA, PGA, the National Lacrosse League, the NCAA, and even the World Arm Wrestling League. All four Spring League games this season will be streamed for free on BR Live. Now, let's get to our interview with Nate. Nate Harris is a corner and safety from Akron, Ohio. He played his college ball at Laney College in Oakland, California. Nate's story is one of perseverance and redemption. I'll let him tell you about the bulk of his backstory, but without giving too much away, it includes an unstable home, homelessness, and providing for a young family while trying to make it in football. Although he may be one of the lesser-known names attending the Spring League, he hopes that he leaves Austin as one of the league's standouts. Nate, welcome to Spring Forward. Thank you, sir. So, like I just said, we, we hope you're, you're not one of the lesser-known names come the end of the Spring League in two weeks. Um, but take a moment to introduce yourself as a football player, and then we'll jump into your story. I'm Nate Harris. I'm a cornerback out of Akron, Ohio. 
So take us through your upbringing in Akron and, and you know, start in high school but and, and go to recruiting. But from what I know of your story, it's one of the more heartbreaking and inspiring ones that I've come across. Um, instead of reciting back to you what I know, why don't you tell us about, about your own history? Oh, yeah, no problem. Um, my upbringing wasn't really, it wasn't the best, but it absolutely wasn't the absolute worst neither. Um, I grew up in Oakland, Ohio, the west side of Akron. Um, around 19 years old, really when my life started to change, um, my parents started the divorce process and they split up. So that pretty much is where my anger, my frustration, where my drive to want to do better and want to play sports and specifically play football came from. Um, through high school, uh, my dad was a great source in my life. You know, he was a hard worker. He always told me, you know, strive for greatness. Always, you got to work hard. You got to become a man. So with that being said, um, I implemented that into my life. Um, I started off playing receiver for Bookto High School. Um, Coach Ricky Powers gave me a great opportunity and a great chance to redeem myself, not just as an athlete, but as a student as well, because without the classroom, nothing else really matters. Um, so going into the, the fall, going into football camp, um, I was doing really good. You know, I learned the route concept. I learned the whole the whole office, the whole concept of just football in general. Um, I had a great season my junior year of high school. Um, I had over 800 yards receiving, and I had three touchdowns. Um, I also, right after football, I went into track season where I performed well as well. I won state in the 100 to 200 meter dash. Also have the book record in the 100 to 200 meter dash. Um, so my sophomore, my junior year was pretty much. A great season overall, just as far as becoming and developing into a great athlete, also a student athlete. Um, going into my senior year, I'm at a 2.3 GPA. I um, had a, a few offers, mainly big schools, uh, Indiana University and the University of Pittsburgh. Um, I kind of dropped the ball a little bit with the ACT score. So after that, um, I started going to work. I felt like, you know, the college football route was pretty much over for me. Um, so for the next two or three years I started working after that going into about 2015 2016 um, I reached out to one of my teammates I played for Booker as well his name is DeAndre Andrews and he told me about a community college that I could maybe join and that I would like um, they had a few guys come out of there I know one of them is CJ Anderson um, he stuck with me he wore my favorite number which is number seven so I knew with that being said all you had to tell me was that one guy went pro. Um, they got something good going on. That's where I need to be. So coming from Akron and going to California, um, I took a big step and a big leap. Um, the coaches out there, I reached out to them. They opened me. They came and said, come out here, but we don't have any housing. So with that being said, I chose to no matter what, still go out here and pursue my dream of becoming first a student and second an athlete. So I, I flew out. Um, the first two weeks, I stayed with one of the Guys on the team staff, um, he cleaned our uniforms. His name is Shorty. I'll never forget Shorty. I appreciate that man. I love him. Um, after a two weeks staying with him, I really didn't have anywhere else to go. I came to my coaches. They really couldn't find anything at the moment. So they told me, it's just, you know, you have to stick it out. So that taught me how to become a man really on my own in a different state, a different city, and just the whole setting of just everything. Life is faster in California. Um, so about two or three months, I was homeless. I stayed outside. Um, after the two, three months was over with, after really not really eating too much, um, coming to class, 
doing my work, going to study tables, going to practice, going to lifting. Um, I never let the homeless situation or what I was going through really deprive me or really steer me away from the ultimate goal, which is to A, get a degree, and B, get a scholarship and go to the next level. Um, so within that, the season came. Um, I played the whole season. Um, I, I was homeless for the whole season. So the entire eight months in California that I spent, I was actually homeless. Um, so the two months that I stayed outside, my coach, my position coach, his name is Derek Green, he actually opened the facility to me up. So I stayed in the equipment room, our team equipment room. I stayed there for about a month and a half, two months. With that month and a half, two months, I've been through the most as far as, you know, sneaking in, sneaking out. I'm having to hop the fence at times because they closed the whole facility gate on the weekends, having to stay inside the equipment room for a whole weekend at times without even leaving. Because if I, if I leave, they were going to, the security who was over this, the whole building was going to lock the doors on me. So with that being said, with all the adversity, I just want to pretty much, you know, any kid out there who are going through things, tough times in their life or just have any, heartaches or have any any adversity man it's never nothing's wrong with sticking to the goal nothing wrong with having to fend for yourself nothing wrong with having to you know just struggle you know within struggle comes a diamond pressure do two things it bust pipes and create diamonds so i just really want to encourage like you know the younger generation to just keep striving and keep just chasing your dreams yeah and i i think i think that People probably, you know, whether you're whether it was a time when you were in high school or later, people think that an athlete of your caliber, uh, you know, gets handed a D1 scholarship and and things are rosy for them. Maybe they don't go pro, but but you know, being a D1 athlete is great. And when that doesn't work out, I mean, you went from Akron, Ohio, to Oakland, California, into homelessness just to compete at the college level. Um, so you know, take us through what that that season on the field for Laney. Uh, was like for you and and you you said you were homeless the whole season and you still had a great season right i went into the first few months it was a little shaky august september was a, a little bit shaky as far as his meal prep i really didn't eat a lot so my performance was kind of shaky in practice but I always performed on the weekend so I always showed up no matter what i was going through as i said no matter what you're going through you gotta persevere so i had a great season um the first two or three games was maybe my best two or three games of my life it was my first time on a college field. I haven't had too much wear and tear on my body, and I was fresh, and I was more so hungry, just ready to prove myself. Um, I had three picks in the first three games. Um, I had over 12 PBUs, and no touchdowns scored on me in the first eight games. So about midseason, that's when I started developing into the cornerback that I needed to be. Um, I had a great, great midseason. I finished up great as well. I finished up only had two touchdowns scored on me through the whole season, which is, is that's inevitable as an athlete, as a cornerback. Sometimes you're going to get scored down. Sometimes you're going to get passes caught on you. But it's not about, it's not about how you recover, how you come back, how you forget about it. You know, you got to have short term as a cornerback, as a defense, any defense position, you got to have a short term memory. You got to get to the next play. So pretty much I, I, I came through and did my assignment every week. Um, practice went well every week. And I just I, I completed my assignment, did whatever the coach asked me to do. So you mentioned C.J. Anderson, who's been on the Broncos for 
the last couple of years. Um, but, you know, Laney is a pretty impressive record of sending football players to D1 programs. Um, and then on the NFL, CJ went from Laney to Cal. Um, other recent NFL players that have played at Laney include Chuck Jacobs and Sterling Moore. Um, did you cross paths with any of these guys at Laney, and do you consider any of them to be friends or inspirations? Actually, I did. I did cross paths with CJ Anderson. Man, he's a great guy. I actually didn't know he was that short until I met him in person. I felt like he was so much bigger than me on TV. But after meeting with him, um, I spoke with him for a short time, one on one, and he really was just encouraging me, just letting me know that, you know, no matter what you're going through, you know, obviously, you gotta you gotta keep going. So on and off the field, um, as far as your mentality, you know, it's not about really being an athlete. Sometimes it's about being just a complete man, a stand up man, man of your word, a man of integrity. So he pretty much just told me to just 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 keep fighting, man. You know, as a big guy, as a corner, he really didn't believe I was a cornerback because of my statue, six three two ten, and actually being able to move, you know, fluently, hips and feet. Uh, so he just really encouraged me, just let me know, like, man, there's a lot of guys that's your size is fighting for the same position that you're fighting for. So you got to just keep going and persevere. Well, so let's talk about that. From the photos that I've seen of you in your Laney days, you've definitely got an NFL body. I mean, I'm sure it's not the case for everyone on the Laney team, but you're far more cut and built than some of your teammates from school than, that I've seen you pictured with. Um, so you know, sure. what has your workout regimen been like to stay in football shape and be able to pounce on an opportunity like the spring league when it came your way? Uh, honestly, just not really too much lifting, but I have a trainer out of St. Vincent, St. Mary. His name is Brian Williams. He's a great guy. He's one of my mentors in life as well. He's the one who really got me rolling back as far as training and working out and changing your mindset. You change your address, and, you know, staying positive, you get positive results. So we do a plyometric workout. Um, it's just basically just, just everything, body movement, a lot of band work, a lot of stretching, and a lot of speed and agility work. As far as everything else, he keeps my body up as far as, you know, my diet, what I should intake, um, the things I should be drinking. Um, I don't take no supplements. I'm all natural. And pretty much just, just being aware of, of your body. Your body is a temple. So it's only going to, it's going to react to how you treat it. So with that being said, he keep me in the best and utmost shape. So at the beginning, at the beginning of our talk, you talked about your dad. And, um, I don't know if anyone on listening to the pod knows this, but your dad, also same name, Nate Harris, uh, played at Ohio State in the late 80s. Um, you yes. know, so tell us how he's inspired your own football journey and, uh, and what you know about his career. My dad, honestly, he's the biggest thing as far as a hero to me. He's the reason why I really just, just really kept going. Um, my dad's name, uh, as well as Nate, Nate Harris Sr., um, he came out of Central Howard. Uh, he, after Central Howard, he played for the Ohio State University, where he played with Chris Carter and John Woolrich, and he was a great influence there as well. Um, he made a few decisions in his past. You know, we all make decisions and choices, but outside of that, he always told me that no matter what decisions or choices you make, you can always bounce back from it and keep going. So after it's just uh, my whole life of just training me, you know, installing me greatness, uh, showing me route running, um, me watching videos of him at Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl and just seeing what type of athlete he was and seeing what type of man, the type of father he was, just really molded me into the guy and the man I am, the father and the husband I am today. So I pretty much just wanted to be just like my father. I wanted to, I wanted to, I'm wearing his jersey number here in the spring league, number 26. I just really want to bring that Nate Harris, that whole aroma, that whole, the, the, the praise, the glory, everything that my dad had. I want to bring it back and not only give it to him, but give it to another guy younger than me. Give it to 
the next high school guy coming up, the next middle school guy coming up. And that was in my same kind of predicament. Even if you wasn't, just just motivate you. Just no matter what you're going through in life, keep going and always find an idol, find someone to look up to. Now, so we just talked about your dad, and, and let's talk about being one yourself. Because I, I know your daughter uh, and, and your own children fit uh, as a major piece into your own story. Um, so yeah. w- where do they fit in, in you trying to pursue your football dreams and trying to balance uh, you know, supporting a young family? Uh, my children, they mean, I mean, honestly, they is everything to me. They're the reason why I keep going. They give me the strength. They give me the motivation. They give me the courage. And just looking at them every day, knowing that, you know, where they at now, their daddy can help them become in a better situation. So I just can never give up. I can't tell them one day to pursue their dreams and never give up. And I give up on mine. So with that being said, I just want to install in them that, you know, the power of giving up is, is greater than any other power I feel. Because you may not do anything four years. You may be grinding, working out, um, messing up four years. But on that fifth year, everything can pop for you. And I feel like I'm going into that fifth season. So pretty much my kids is just all the motivation I need as far as to keep going as a man. So you're 24 years old right now, right in line with the rest of the, the median age of the spring league. You know, aside from proving you belong with guys who played at big-time programs and even have NFL experience, uh, what football-specific skill do you think makes you worthy of the professional ranks? I make plays. I'm a playmaker. Um, you know, I'm very enthusiastic. I'm a very coachable. You know, no matter I don't. No matter how much you feel like you know, you can always learn more and know more. So I'm just ready to come in and learn things. I'm ready to be coachable. I'm ready to make plays. I'm ready to be physical, and I'm ready to just show my speed and broadcast my overall talent. It's a lot of talent. And like, you know, like the quote, this quote LeBron James, he said, you know, Northeast Ohio, nothing is given, everything is earned. So LeBron is really one of my other idols that I look up to just as far as everything, go business, sports, family, fatherhood, being a husband, just everything as far as this. He creating opportunities in the community. He's donated over $41 million for kids to go to school. So just, just looking up to him in ways, just trying to implement how he took the steps he's took to become great. Well, that's an amazing segue because I, I, I couldn't let an Akron native go without asking some LeBron questions, and, and that's how I wanted to finish off the interview. Um, you know, being an athlete from the same place as the greatest basketball player of all time, the greatest athlete of all time, however you want to rank LeBron, um, is it just a coincidence that you're from the same place, or does he, does he inspire those with athletic talents in the area, either directly or indirectly, with his own background story? Man, he inspired. It's not a coincidence at all. He inspired every, he just inspired the world, I feel. You know, and then growing up as well as being from Akron, the same place he's from, the same backyard, the same side of town. Man, everything that he went through, everything that he strived to be today is, is, is more than enough inspiration for any kid. You don't even have to play sports. You can be want to be the best painter, the best, um, architect. You can want to be the best, um, musician. Just listening to his story is just enough encouragement that you need to strive for greatness. So, in in that vein, let's close the interview on what's your prediction on how far the Cavs can go this year? Oh, they're going all the way. You see how that man performing? That, hey, that, hey, that man, that's a superhero. Hey, that's not fair what he's doing. I feel like the Cavaliers will go all the way. Um, the agenda that he set forth to bring to Northeast Ohio, to the Cleveland area, to the Ohio area. Is big. He did it one time. He can do it again, and he has revenge. So, and he's showing the world that he's coming for it again. So, they're going to win. I have no doubt in my mind they're going to win.
All right, we'll hold you to it. You'll probably be in the air when this comes out tomorrow morning. Um, we're recording on, on a Tuesday, and you're leaving for the Spring League at 11 a.m. tomorrow on a Wednesday. So we wish you the best of luck in Austin. Um, last time we can say can't wait for spring before spring actually gets here. Um, but we're excited for you to take the field, and, and I assume you share that enthusiasm. Yes, sir. Can't wait for spring. All right. Well, that will bring us to the end of Episode 6 of Spring Forward. Thanks to Nate for the time. Not sure I agree with the Cavs' prediction, but happy to see the locals are sticking by their team. What I can agree with Nate on is his hope for success in the Spring League. His road to this point has been rocky, but his passion for the game, not to mention his talent, are rock solid. Once again, the Spring League and Turner Sports announced the launch of BR Live, which will be the league's home for live games. All Spring League games will stream on the new platform for free. The first set of games are on Saturday, April 7th, and the second set are on Thursday, April 12th. Tickets can be bought now on thespringleague.com. You can find The Spring League on all social media at The Spring League, and if you'd like to debate my take on the Cavs, you can find me on Twitter at AGStick and on Instagram at ThisIsMyOtherIG. All music in this episode was provided to Spring Forward by Joshua Rosner. Our next episode will feature a talk with Marvin Bracey, a wide receiver in the Spring League and Florida State alum who just happened to represent the USA as a sprinter in the Rio Olympic Games. Later. Later.